Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Welcome to Going Over Bet Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Vintown. This is the Scotsman. Scotsman, how's it going? Pretty crappy because we're recording this on a Wednesday, and usually I'd be sitting here getting ready, having the AWA, AEW pre show going on, and just being so hyped all day long. However, it's been preempted for stupid sport ball, so there's no AEW tonight. No quality wrestling tonight to watch. Nothing to do. I'm depressed. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be weird on Saturday. We got the AEW coming on after the playoffs. You got TakeOver on Saturday. It's going to be a busy weekend. Uh, good thing we're not leaving the house. Yes, it's a great time to be stuck at home with all the sports going on. I'm not complaining, that's for sure. Yeah, well, we got the big one coming up this weekend. The biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. WWE's marquee event. Such great moments in history. British Bulldog and Bret Hart. John Cena and Brock Lesnar. CM Punk and Alberto Del Rio. Is that right? No, Triple H? No, John Cena. Anyway, just tons of great SummerSlam main events, and we're going to have some more this this weekend, aren't we? I hope so. It's going to be some classics. I mean, we have The Fiend versus Braun Strowman. I'm really looking forward to that one. We have Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville in a hair versus hair match. Like, that's, that could main event any, any empty arena show where there's no other matches. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be a good show, though. Yeah, hopefully um, no men show up on the, the deck of the Performance Center while Sonya and Mandy are wrestling. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. I actually read a, heard a quick story today, I'll just mention, where in Brutus Barber Beefcake's book, when, I'm trying to think of it, it was SummerSlam, it was WrestleMania, I believe, with um, the Genius was fighting, and he lost, and... He was to get his hair cut by Brutus, except no one actually told the genius that. So he was just going to the back, and Brutus comes chasing after him and like pins him down and like cuts his hair. And the genius had no idea. Um, I guess Randy Savage was going apeshit backstage about that. So hopefully something like that happens on SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's the biggest party of the summer, so WWE's marquee event. So I'm pretty sure. That and more will happen. Um, as always, you can find all the odds we talk about. You can bet on all the bets we talk about at betwrestlingpodcast.com. We have links for bonuses to sports books where you can bet these shows yourself and make some money on WWE SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer. So are you ready to get into this event? I am. One of WWE's marquee events? Biggest party of the summer is what I held. That's right. Uh, I guess we should start it off with Apollo Crews, United States title. He is minus 190, taking on MVP plus 134. These two have been wrestling for months. What's going to happen here, Scotsman? 
This is the undercard, I think. I mean, it's all pointing towards Apollo Crews versus Lashley at Payback, which takes place in like a week because WWE's scheduling is the worst. See this one, I'm pretty sure Payback is August 30th. And they have been building for Apollo Crews versus Lashley. I have no idea why it's not happening at SummerSlam. I guess they're saving, you know, I guess not every match can be a main event. They're going to save that one for the main event of Payback. Either way, Apollo Crews has to win here. I'm betting, like, we do a 1 to 5 unit system. I'm going to bet, even at, with all that juice, 3 units, four, 4 units actually on Apollo Crews, simply because even at minus 190, that's what they're going with, and you got to think they'll stick with it. Yeah, I originally when I looked at this, I was thinking of taking MVP because they that's just kind of how they do things. But, you know, what you said is right. I think Lashley, Apollo Crews, that's the match. And this is just another step, sideways step along the way. Another sideways step, another sideways step. Uh, Apollo Crews seems like he's going to win. I am not going to bet on this one, though, myself. Uh, yeah, so let's move on to the WWE Tag Team Champions of Raw, the Street Profits, taking on Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, I'm reading these odds as Andrade and Garza are plus 182. Is that what you see? Yep, that's correct. And uh, the Profits are plus 130, yeah, minus 130, plus 130, it doesn't matter. And... I'm going to go with the biggest underdogs here, Andrade Garza. These guys are not getting much time. They've been, they've been killing Raw for months with those stupid visionaries with like playing basketball and all that crap. Anyway, these guys are getting 10 minutes on the pre-show. It's a result that really doesn't matter because title belts don't matter. And I'm going to take the biggest underdog, which is Andrade and Gaza to win. I'll only do one unit on it, but it's basically a coin flip in my eyes and because simply because it doesn't matter, not because there's compelling reasons for either and so it's best to take the biggest underdog when it comes to coin flips. Yeah, I uh, actually disagree. As we'll see later, I think this is going to be a pretty heel-heavy show um, and you're going to need some babyface wins on the show and Street Profits, you know, there's no bigger baby face in the game than the Street Profits. Uh, Bianca Belair is going to be at ringside. Selena Vega poisoned Montez Ford, so she's going to be out for revenge. Um, yes, yeah, to me, Street Profits is the smarter play. I think they, you know, they always like to start the pre-show off with a baby face win, get the crowd question mark hyped. Um, and that's what the Street Profits are going to do. I'm going to say two units on the Street Profits, minus 130. I will point out real quick that tag team upsets do happen at SummerSlam. 2018, New Day beat the Bludgeon Brothers. That was only plus 100, but, you know, still underdogs there. SummerSlam 2017, Usos beat New Day, plus 125. And SummerSlam 2016, Jerry K.O., defeated Enzo and Cass at plus 550 odds. So, tag title upsets. A little bit of a trend there, and I do believe this is the only tag title match on the card, so we'll see if that trend continues. 
All right, let's get into some women's action. Hair versus hair. Mandy Rose is minus 500, taking on her former friend Sonia Deville at plus 300. Um, I'm looking at these odds, and I'm like, well, Mandy Rose is the pretty blonde who's Vince McMahon's type, and she's a huge favorite. I can't imagine her getting her head shaved, and I'm not going to bet on it. How about yourself? Yeah, that would be the most amazing thing. <clears throat> As it is, you know how Vince McMahon is always behind the times. He probably just heard last week that Sonya Deville is a lesbian and was like, a lesbian? Damn it, that's not what your hair should look like. It should look like this. So, yeah, she's probably going to be sporting a butch cut next week on TV. So, yeah, Mandy Rose has to take this. I mean... It's one of those silly things where it's like I almost want to bet Sonya to win just because Mandy losing and, you know, and WWE in stipulations, they don't have to get too crazy, so they could give Mandy Rose a slight trim or something. Right, they could give her the Jennifer Aniston bob cut. There you go. Yeah, there you go, right? So, <laughs> I mean, it's... It is WWE, it's what they do. They could even just have us show up with like a bald cap on or something for actual humor. So I was going to not touch this one, but screw it. I've talked myself into one unit on Sonya Deville at plus 300 odds. Why the hell not? It's, I mean, in regards to shock effect, etc., you know, um, it's worth it. I don't see it happening, but if you want to go viral, Mandy Rose is the one that needs to get a haircut, so... Yeah, why not? It's a losing bet, but I enjoy placing them occasionally just for the fun of it. All right. You heard it here first. Sonia Deville. Um, I'm going to go next. Let's see here. Next, let's go with Dominic Mysterio, minus 134, taking on the architect, Seth Rollins, minus 106. Is he still the architect or is he the messiah of Monday night? He's the messiah of Monday night still, I think. Okay, so the son, El Hijo de Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, taking on the one night Messiah. Who do you like? Well, this is what I looked into because Raw ended up with Seth Rollins getting his ass kicked. So I looked into it because the old wrestling booking style was if a dude gets his ass kicked or gets pinned on the Raw or SmackDown before the pay-per-view, then they automatically win at the pay-per-view. And that's a line of thinking a lot of people have. However, doing the research, that does not happen at all. It's just one of those old wives' tales that people come up with and stick with and think it's true. So basically don't factor that into any decision. As it is, I think Dominic Mysterio's earned his dues after the beating he's taken from Seth, and he should win. It's his time to win. Now, in saying that, WWE are probably looking at Dominic Mysterio and seeing that he's getting over and that he's a big star, and so are going to bury him and have him crushed in like three minutes by a cub stomp. Either way, I'll risk Dominic Mysterio. Uh, two units on Mysterio to win because it's the right decision, and whether Vince does it or not, it's the way to go. They probably won't, know. Yeah, you're thinking that that they have a certain internal logic that they don't follow. Like, they like the heels. This is a heel company. They like the heels to win and win and win. I would compare it to 
a very similar situation. Brock Lesnar destroyed Rey Mysterio. Cain Velasquez came to have his back, and Cain Velasquez just got his ass kicked. Uh, I'm thinking the same thing here. Dominic Mysterio, he's going to look like, you know, like he knows what he's doing. He's going to look like he belongs in the ring. But at the end of the day, the Monday Night Messiah is going to get the win at the biggest party of the summer. I'm going to go three units on Seth Rollins, 106. Yeah, the biggest problem is I've been watching too much AEW, so I get used to sensical booking and building people. So I forget that, you know, WWE are the complete opposite of that. Yeah, silly silly guy, silly guy. You got to remember, this is the biggest party this summer. Uh, This is also going to be Asuka's biggest party this summer. She has two title matches on this show. She is minus 162 against Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's title. Sasha Banks is plus 115. And then Bailey defends her SmackDown Women's title. And she is, Bailey is minus 134. Asuka is minus 106. Um, these matches seem like they're going to go together in a certain way. So I don't really know how to pick either one, but I'll let you, I'll let you take the floor. You know how people talk about, like, the coronavirus and the pandemic and how it feels like it's been going on forever? Like, oh my god, it feels like years ago when we were last at an AEW show or whatever. That's nothing compared to this whole Sasha Banks Bailey storyline. Oh my god, I think I was at, like, a kid watching, you know, Ultimate Warrior wrestling and I also saw stuff with Sasha and Bailey. Just as going on forever and they won't pull the trigger on a breakup and the best friends but Bailey's crap and oh my god just kill me now I don't give a crap about any of this I hope Asuka beats both of them and sends them out the WWE my gosh it's awful um I have no bet no interest in this especially after that last pay-per-view and the non-finish bullshit there no, move on. Bathroom break, extended bathroom break. I'm just gonna get AEW queued up and watch an episode of Dynamite. One of the crappy episodes too. That's how bad this, how little I cared about this. Is that AEW Dynamite a few weeks ago where Excalibur wasn't commentating and it was a god awful show? I'll watch that one over anything involving Sasha and Bailey. Um, I think this is gonna be a great match. Could be great matches if they don't do anything like they did last month. Um, I just think that one is going to end one way and then the other is going to end the other way. So Asuka might win against Sasha Banks, but then Bailey's going to win from help from Sasha Banks. Or or vice versa. It's just like there's no good way to bet on this unless you know the order it's going to come on and like everything else. But... Well, if you look at the way the storylines have been building, yes, it should be that. Sasha should lose, Bailey should win. I would, based on the way they've booked it, I would say Bailey wins thanks to Sasha's interference, and then Sasha loses thanks to Bailey's making a mistake uh, and, you know, like, uh, bad interference, basically. So that's the way it should be booked. But after that non-finish at the last pit review, I don't care. Yeah, there should be good matches. Asuka's friggin' awesome. But I, this storyline is like negative heat for me now. I just don't care. 
Uh, speaking of negative heat, we also have Bray Wyatt challenging Braun Strowman for the WWE Championship, I think. Um, now, this match is taking a backseat to what's going on with Alexa Bliss. Yes, that's... Like, Braun Strowman TV. attacked her? Is Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss going to get married? Is Alexa Bliss Sister Abigail? Bray Wyatt and Alexa? This is like um, Savage and Elizabeth all over again. Is Dylan going to go with Kelly or Brenda? <laughs> is Jesse and Slater going to stay together? I mean, What is going to happen to Ross and Rachel? Right. Were well, Bray and Alexa on a break or not? It's a it's a real question. Um, so there's, I read some previews. They were probably written by Ryan Satin, and they said, uh, you know, this could be the beginning of the Fiend's face turn, and him and Alexa Bliss are going to run away together. And Bliss, what did Bliss at the biggest party this summer? Um, Wedded Bliss, really? I might have. Uh, editorialized a little bit there. Uh, I could see Satin writing something that lame. But uh, Bray Wyatt is minus 230, so I don't know if that's for the match or for, like, who gets to be with Alexa Bliss. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm assuming it's for the match. I, I, ba- I, w- I would base all my bets for this one on Otis. The way I see it is he's still, if you, you know, he's still got that money in the bank briefcase. Uh, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure I haven't missed it, but, you know, SmackDown is a chore to get through sometimes, so it's possible I missed it because I was too busy re-watching Shane McMahon's Underground. Anyway, I think that, I mean, I don't know why I say this stuff. I think that the mo- the best stuff would be if Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, wins, he has a title, then you have him on the Firefly Funhouse, and Otis is on there, the comedic character, trying to cash in his briefcase. All great stuff, all entertaining stuff, all humorous stuff, and they won't do it. Anyway, like, they'll just do dull crap like they often do. Anyway, I just, I think The Fiend will win. The Fiend is, like, undefeated as far as I know. I've looked through and I don't remember anything. I don't remember, you know, like, on U.S. soil. Because Saudi Arabia shows don't count. And, yeah, The Fiend's winning. No bet, though, because the odds are too high. Yeah, um, I kind of want to bet Braun Strowman just because I don't want The Fiend to win, but I realize that's getting a little too personal. You know, and speaking of personal, is Alexa Bliss Sister Abigail? Minus 500. God... Sister Abigail, the forgotten storyline that they just dredge up again. I'm betting for plus 2,000 that Alexa Bliss is the hacker. (laughs) She's the one that pulled the briefcase in that match Stone Cold Steve Austin was in back in 99. Okay, well, we just have one match left. The Scottish superstar, Drew McIntyre. The champion. He's plus 125, taking on Randy Orton, the Viper, RKO Machine, Legend Killer, who is minus 177. 
Um, what do you think? Is SummerSlam the biggest party of the summer? Randy Orton's crowning moment? Wouldn't that be like his fifth crowning moment? Sixth crowning moment? <laughs> Sixteenth, maybe. Moment? Yeah, God. I mean, this is definitely one where they're going to make the decision like during the show. They don't know at this point who's going to win. It sucks because I'm pretty darn sure Randy Orton will win because, you know, here's the deal. Randy Orton went from being nothing to getting really hot and getting over and everyone loves him now and they're just going to give him the title belt. This is no joke. Like, at least the fourth or fifth time this has happened, Randy Orton's been in obscurity, he's been doing nothing, then he takes off and they give him the bell and he sucks again. I'm pretty sure that's the way it is. I love Orton, the character right now. He's so fun and it was so great getting to relive Orton versus the Big Show, like, a few weeks ago. I never thought I'd get to experience that main event again, so that was awesome. However, I am going to bet Drew McIntyre. It's 50-50. He's an underdog. He should win. He should be built strong. He should be kept strong. He probably won't. One, you're not in Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton's going to take the title now. He's going to suck again, I think. That's the way it is. Yeah, um... You mentioned earlier SummerSlam history. SummerSlam is often the time where the WrestleMania title runs come to an end or are supposed to come to an end. Like last year, Kofi Mania, it ended on the first episode of Fox on on Smack, SmackDown Fox. But if that if that wasn't premiering on on Fox, that would have happened at SummerSlam. You know, uh, Daniel Bryan's title run, he got hurt. John Cena took his place. That title run ended at SummerSlam. Um, it goes throughout history. A, a babyface from WrestleMania loses the title at SummerSlam to a heel. And uh, that's just this was gonna, what's going to happen here. Uh, the odds are a little high, but I'm still going to go three units on Randy Kurt Orton. Is that his name? Kurt? Ke- I have no Kenneth? idea. Randy Kelly. Legend Killer Orton. Randy Kelly Orton, I think <laughs> Randy Kelly Kelly Orton. <laughs> there you go. He's going to win at the biggest party of the summer. So that's the show. Um, no retribution. No Raw Underground. I'm sure those guys are all going to make their presence felt at the show, but you know, we can only bet on what we have the odds for. So, any other uh, final parting thoughts on this show? I'm just counting the minutes until it begins. I can't wait to watch Andrade and Gaza and Street Profits and, you know, just watch AEW instead, people. <laughs> All right. Well, this show is this Sunday. If you want to bet on these, you can head to our website, betwrestlingpodcast.com where we have all the odds, all the links to bet on these events, bonus codes, everything you need to make some money betting on the biggest party of the summer. 
I usually say something stupid at this point, but instead I'm going to say Saturday, August 22nd, 6pm Eastern Standard Time, AEW Dynamite TNT. Do not forget to watch it. There is nothing else worth watching on Saturday night except AEW Dynamite. Watch it. Okay. That's the end for our show. All right. Uh, as always, I'm Vintown. This is the co-opted Scotsman. AEW, Saturday, 22nd, 6 p.m. Kenny Omega, he's going to be there. <laughs> okay. Zack Ryder, too. Whoa, whoa. You know it. Press play. There's the magic finger. Pressing down. Yeah. Get down. Loving it. Loving it. Let's go.